Yeah, that's right. A Muslim woman can make a six-figure salary. And if she's married, her husband still has to pay for everything. From food to her clothes, her phone, the car, bills, everything. I don't know why people think we're oppressed. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the place where we are empowering women and helping them to grow and thrive. I'm so happy to be back with you guys. Alhamdulillah, we're back for another podcast. If you don't know already, we do about two um, a week. Also, same thing with our YouTube channel. Check it out, um, Mindful Muslim there. This is Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. We also have a website if you don't know, www.mindful-muslima.com. If you want to reach us out for any um, reach out to us for any questions or comments again please don't be uh, shy to dm me on instagram i don't know i've had a flurry this week and i'm so loving it keep them coming uh, i want to give personal shout outs but i don't like embarrass anybody i think i'm going to start asking permission because i have met some beautiful and bold and just insightful highly intelligent women so great to connect with you guys continuously and if you are uh, enjoying this content please don't be too shy to leave us a review that lets other women know that this is something worth listening to so yeah jazakallah i thought i would come on and do a really quick one uh today because you know what's really interesting like people have so many perceptions of us as muslim women I think they don't know how many rights we have. And I think we don't know how many rights we have as women. I don't think anyone ever gets like a women's rights, like Muslim women's rights 101 class. So I'm not going to give a class right now. I'm just going to give like a fun fact uh, podcast where I'm just going to do about 10 or 11 top rights that we have and that we got as women way before the Western world. And it's really interesting because these are rights we had 1,400 years ago, guys. And some of these rights were just given um, even from let's say the US and the UK uh, in the 1920s, maybe give or take a year before or after. And it's amazing how those women had to fight, fight, fight for those rights in the Western modern quote, you know, quote unquote world. And yet we had them first. But today everyone kind of looks at us as oppressed. And it's really, really sad. And I speak to a lot of Muslim women on a regular and they just really think we are as bad as people say we are because no one ever explains to them. And I'm going to do a podcast, inshallah, on the difference between religion and um, culture because unfortunately some of the Muslim cultures, or the people who are from you know, certain Muslim cultures, the families are not giving these rights. And so I think it's really important for women to know our rights, not to like go tote them around with some big like feministic chip on our shoulder i'm just saying it as women we need to know what are our rights and at the same time to um you know just feel good about who we are and good about our identity as muslim women we should be proud i feel like everybody's always like hiding in the shadows changing their names so i just really want to just do a positive podcast today about the celebration of just the beautiful rights that we have as women and if you don't know already these are your rights so alhamdulillah allah's most gracious most merciful so i just wanted to mention them and if you're not muslim listening you know it's a little like 101 like little if you didn't know now you'll know inshallah so just going through them really really quick i'm not gonna like say so much again this is a really quick podcast it's meant to just be a light one and just an educational one in that sense so number one the first right um, i'm going to talk about is the right to obtain education 
It's really important because if you're married or you're thinking about marriage, you should know that you have a right to be educated as a woman. You know, sometimes in some parts of the world, we'll see Muslim women who are not educated. I know there was that whole thing with like all the women in Afghanistan and how they were told to stay home and all. This is all cultural nonsense. So if you're Muslim or or non-Muslim and you heard about this, this is just completely against Islam. In Islam, we absolutely have a right to education. Matter of fact, a lot of my friends have PhDs. It's totally normal. I mean, my myself, I have a master's. I would love to to do another one but inshallah the point is we are encouraged to educate ourselves especially as women and why as women because we have to take care of the whole family it takes a lot of smarts right guys to know how to like juggle it all from the house to the kids and, and the husband and the and, and, and the work outside or if you want to do community work so you know subhanallah education is a beautiful thing and the mother is the first school so for sure for sure get that education it's your right number two the right to have their own independent property yeah women could just own property this was not even allowed in most of the west at all again women had to fight for these rights and these weren't even given till later sometimes so subhanallah we're allowed to own things our own houses our own land our own property from thousand plus years before everyone else so if you uh, were ever told you couldn't have things in your name as a female that is absolutely untrue you most definitely can and again these are all public this is all public information guys you can go look it up it's it's nothing hidden so number three the right to work and earn money if they need to or want to. So some women, you know, they're, they're, they're told in their families that they can't work because they're women and this and that. Or sometimes when they get married that they can't work. But the truth is every woman has the right to work. Now, there is the contingency or, you know, in, in general, like because we are taken care of, and I will mention that, um, maybe maybe I'll mention that now. I think that'll be really interesting. Oh, no, that, that'll, be, that'll be coming up. I'll talk about that in a second. But because the woman doesn't have to pay for anything if she does want to the you know the married woman if she doesn't want actually no even unmarried um if she does want to work she just has to be able to at least keep the rights that she other people have upon her so for example if you have a child you can't like completely neglect your child so you can go like gallivant on a career that makes perfect sense right you don't want to like hurt the emotional rights of the child and the physical rights of the child but as long as you're taking care of what you're supposed to you know like in terms of just being a responsible parent you are more than uh, welcome to go outside and and work and and most women that want to do so if anyone's told you you can't that is not true and if you're going to get married one smart thing i would say is to have that conversation with your like you know potential spouse that you do intend to work and that he does agree that that's okay for you if that's something super important to you number four equality of reward for equal deeds yeah everything in the quran that is haram it's haram for a man and a woman you know it's like like people don't realize that they think like if a woman has to lower her gaze so does a man if a woman cannot fornicate, same thing with the man. If the woman's not supposed to expose certain parts of her body that are unlawful, neither is the man for what's unlawful for him. It's very, very equal. And actually in Islam, there's something even more beautiful than equality. It's called equity. And if you don't know this word, familiarize yourself. It will astound you. And how equi- uh, equity trumps equality not to be funny with Trump because I am from the U.S., but you know what I'm saying? Like, it definitely trumps um, equality anytime. SubhanAllah, it's the most beautiful thing if you start to look into it. Um, and I think Jamal Badawi, he does a whole thing on equity versus equality. Beautiful. Number five, the right to express their opinion and be heard. Yeah, for some reason, it's like told that we're silenced. That's not true. As females, we're allowed to speak our opinion. Now, like anything else in life, you should do it with respect. Men should give their opinion with respect. Women should give their opinion with respect. We should 
should all respect one another but we are you know we do have the right to to be heard and that's that's a human right and that's for men and women alhamdulillah number six the right to provisions from the husband for all her needs yes guys you know sometimes it's funny when i talk to my non-muslim friends about this one they find it really like interesting and shocking to be honest like if i'm if i'm working like back you know when i was at work i'll be like oh yeah you know subhanallah this this and this but you know at least i don't have to pay bills or for my phone or anything and everybody's like what you don't have to pay for anything your husband i said no it's muslim women we don't pay for anything now some men will ask their wives to help and that's totally fine but she's not obligated and if she does help she's getting credit with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for sadaqah so this is beautiful this is like an extra bonus reward for her but actually um it's obligated upon the man to to take care of his wife and that's something that um you know in the west usually like men and women when they get married they do this like 50 50 thing that is not the case with islam the woman is completely protected and if she's not married then she should be taken care of by her family and they will take care of her so for a woman guys it's pretty easy breezy and i don't know why um we don't know this or we're not treated in this way sometimes like some cultures are doing some other weird stuff but that's not the case we we have the right to these things and these should be given to us number seven the right to negotiate marriage terms of her choice i can't tell you how many women that i know from different parts of the world that they've experienced like arranged marriages or or they're just they don't experience arranged marriages but their their families put pressure on them to maybe like marry that cousin back home in the village or whatever or like that from that particular group or that particular ethnicity that's totally not allowed i I know, you know, I don't want to get to a big thing about parents, but it's really, really not, uh, it didn't happen at the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, that he allowed that. And um, it's not written in Islam that that's allowed. The woman completely has a right to negotiate, completely has a right to choose. She can never have anyone chosen for her. It actually invalidates the marriage. So subhanAllah, these are really, really important things to know. Now, if you're already married and, and, and you didn't get to choose, I mean, at this point, you're sitting there with children i mean alhamdulillah for everything we're not going to go like just divorcing because we heard of this but at the same time you know just know that these are your rights and so when you do have daughters you know give them their rights as well it's really really um you know important that we understand these things as parents because we don't want to also harm our children the next one we're almost done is number eight the right to obtain divorce from her husband even on the grounds that she simply can't stand him you know, please note that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frowns upon divorce as a solution unless there is hardly any other alternative. It really should be exercised. There should be some type of a mediator. It does not mean that men have more right to divorce their, you know, their wives than women do. It just means that, you know, there's a tendency for women to lose their cool or be fed up more than men. You'd be surprised. So it's just, um, you know, it is our right to do that. And if anyone has told you it's not, it's not, a, you know, it's not true. But at the same time, like I said, guys, there's so many variables in these situations. There's, um, children you know there's like what are you going to do once you leave do you have to return back to your family's house um and then all these other things but but it is your right so you just you should know that and if anyone has ever said that about us that it's not it's not true and number nine i find super interesting too the right to keep all her own money she is not responsible to maintain anything anything so i know women for example they make six figures not one cent can her husband ask from her i don't know any western woman who would like that idea some of them they joke around with me hey can you hook me up with a muslim guy i'm like stuff i'm like no it's like that's not how it works you know because they find this so interesting because many women they really work hard and then they have to share with their husbands think about also guys single women so different in the non-muslim versus muslim world single women have to fend for themselves right after you get a divorce 
and you're stuck there with a child, you have to go out there and work, then you have to throw your child in daycare, and you have to take care of yourself. There's no such thing in Islamic law. In Islamic law, that would never be allowed. No woman should ever have to fend for herself, especially leaving her child behind and going and working all day. And it's not fair. It's not fair to the child. It's not fair to the female. So actually in Islamic law, she would then maybe return back to her family's house and they would care for her. And if she chose to work, she would. But in general, this is actually how it works. I think is a beautiful protection for women. I think if more single women knew that, they would just find Islam so much more interesting because it really protects women. Alhamdulillah. And the last one I think I'll mention um, is the right to have Oh, oh, sorry, I'll mention two more. The custody of her children after divorce. So sometimes in certain cultures, they'll take the children from the mother and say that they must go to the father or something like that, especially if she's going to remarry. You know, like the woman has the right to custody. You know, you'll have to do these court proceedings as like anything else. But if you've ever heard that it is not their right or is not your right, that is completely untrue. Okay, it's just good to know these things. And the last one is a woman has the right to refuse any marriage that does not please them and this is really important for young women and again for mothers who have daughters because you know sometimes um as daughters you know if it's happening to you you know your parents are going to pressure you because they have this whole thing the stigma they got to hold up with the community and the culture and the family and there's a lot of pressures but guys this is the rule of thumb we need to keep in mind we have to stop pleasing people and worry more about pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is so important that we think of Allah and Allah's needs and what he wants from us over people because sometimes people, guys, I'm going to be honest, they have their own selfish needs. And at the end of the day, it's only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who will judge us when we die, not these people. So it's really, really um, something we should consider and take their feelings into consideration. But if you do not feel comfortable marrying someone, you definitely should not. And in fact, you should obviously make istikhara and seek Allah's aid. And in terms of being a parent, I know Sometimes we think we know what's best. We want them to marry somebody from the village or somebody that, that we know, or one of our best friend's kids. Guys, it's their life. It's their marriage. We can encourage them as much as we can. We can make da'a for them as much as we can. But at the end of the day, it is every female's right to, in fact, choose and is actually unlawful to pressure her or put her in any type of a way where she is not able to fully make her own decision. So I think these are some really, really interesting rights for women that are usually often not spoken about Islamically. And I know there's this whole like feminist movement to like protect and, and to free Muslim women from their shackles of oppression. But it's just silly if you listen to these rights because we don't only have these rights, but we had them way before the Western world. And I'm not comparing to put down the Western world. I'm just saying that we're often told by the Western world how many rights we don't have. So I think it's really important for us to know our own identity. And if you're not Muslim, if you're a non-Muslim, um, if you're not Muslim, you're a non-Muslim, it's good for you to know if you have Muslim friends or you weren't sure that these are the rights of women and I think that it's something that it's good just to know and learn about one another um, you know as community so thank you so much for listening this was just a fun fact for the rights of women in Islam the basic basic rights there are tons more guys I'm just highlighting the big ones and inshallah ta'ala I hope you learned something from this and I'll talk to you in the next one Jazakumallahu khairan Assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh